I think empowerment ties really closely to purpose. Like, I think, you know, there's a big difference when you talk about uh, purpose and ability. What if I told you that a key to personal success is wrapped up in purpose? What if I told you that each and every one of us has leadership potential or have the ability to take their leadership to another level? I'm talking more about the impact and potential to make a difference in the world. With this podcast, Frank will explore the importance of empowering people, the benefits it brings, and how we can lead to a brighter future for us all. So buckle up and get ready to be inspired with an empowered people. An empowered people with Frank Williams. I see like an empowered person being somebody who goes beyond, you know, whatever their expectations are or whatever my expectations might be for them like to see that um person or see their eyes light up when they you know have accomplished something that's even bigger than what they even thought or you know take themselves past what their limitations on themselves were yeah. just to see that in a person it just it it does something for me yeah and, um it kind of you know seems like uh really what my purpose is for, you know, others is, you know, to try to help people, you know, find that place, you know, of, yeah. of, of empowerment. And I think it really is, uh, I think empowerment ties really closely to purpose. Like, I, I think, you know, there's a big difference when you talk about, uh, purpose and ability. Like, I think a, a person can have an ability to do something. But it's when you're doing something within your purpose is what makes it really count and what yeah. makes it really big, you know. Well, I, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Like, what? So you know, we we first we first we first got back together. I think, uh, you know, you came into a situation where we were at where it was a lot of people who were probably not empowered. And, and let me, I guess, fundamentally, if you could, what is what does an empowered person look like? And what does a person that is not empowered look like? Well, I think probably starting with a, a, a person that's not empowered is a person that is scared to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, a person that, you know, is is afraid to voice their opinion on something, especially when they know um, they're a subject matter expert in it. Mm-hmm. And then, but they, you know, for whatever reason, don't feel um, to use the term empowered enough to, you know, stand on what they really believe in. And I, and I think that's just a sad state. You know, yeah. it, it breaks my heart to see any person that, you know, believes in anything or, you know, taking the time to be an expert in something or, uh, you know, put the time in to be learned of, of something, but then don't feel or, or doesn't feel empowered enough to be able to speak on it or express themselves in that area. Mm. I think that's just one of the worst areas or thoughts of censorship or thoughts of keeping a person down, you know, that you can have, yeah. you know. Um, now, what an empowered person looks like, I think it looks different for 
everybody. Like I think because it's a, such a personal, subjective place, I, I think empowerment might even be in different levels. You know, I think, you know, there's an empowerment that, you know, even a child has when they learn to ride a bike, you know, mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, you know, you know, so I, I think there's like different levels of empowerment that I think we all have. But I think, you know, uh, I, and I, I almost kind of think that it's designed that that we're designed that way because I think it keeps us from uh, being lazy or getting too caught up in yourself. You know, it gives you something always to, you know, push toward if you, you know, look at it the right way. So I think empowerment, you know, can look different, you know, for different people, depending on, you know, what their purpose is, you know. Yeah. Talk to me about, so, you know, you always talk about I hesitate. Right. <laughs> and I was and I would always come back at you and say, No, I'm just methodic. Mm-hmm. Right. But but talk to me or talk to whoever that person is, is like you know, some people indecisiveness can be excused for planning or thoughtfulness. Talk to that person about, you know, we always you talk about that grenade and when, when do you when is that point? Right, where that decisiveness or methodic kind of behavior, what what is it bad, and when do we make that? When do we need to make that transition? Well, you know, I I think you know a lot of it has to do with you know I talk about me being wired, I guess, the way that I am, but I think that in most cases there is, uh, I think there's a difference between. Uh, urgency and being methodical hmm. you know I, I think that you know I, i'll use uh emergency operations like when you get into you know if there's a hurricane you know you have to do both yeah. you know you have to be both uh methodical but we're also in an emergency situation so mm-hmm. you know there's i don't think that there's an excuse to um i don't think methodical should also should also be equated with slow Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and so I, I think that a lot of times, at least when I'm assessing a situation, I'm really assessing, are we, you know, moving slowly because we're overthinking or because we, you know, are so worried about making, I, I think a lot of times being methodical is just, you know, being so scared of making the wrong decision mm-hmm. that we make the wrong decision because we didn't make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it just yeah. makes it worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I really look at, you know, all, you know, things because the, because of the fluidity of things. I kind of tend to think that, you know, make a make the best decision with what you have in front of you, and but go into it knowing that you're going to have to tweak that decision. So, yeah. you know, so you know, don't wave a flag about the decision. Don't, you know, celebrate the decision too early. You know, understand you're making a functional decision right now that may need to be tweaked. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of go into things that way. I don't, I try not to uh, be overly celebratory over a decision or things like that until I really know uh, where I am, you know, with it. But uh, typically when I weigh the urgency versus, you know, how much I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I tend to find that it's better to go with the, with, with the knowing that, that I'm going to have to tweak some things, you yeah. know, as I go versus yeah. trying to, I, I find a lot of times the, the overly planner 
type folk. They're just really trying to get that perfect product, you yeah. know, and uh, even by the time you get that perfect product, something has changed again. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, I, I hear, you know, when people talk about data a lot, you know, mm-hmm. well, data is yeah. old. You know, as soon as you collect it, right. 24 hours, that is right. old, you're you right. know. Right. And so, you know, how much are you going to, you know, you got to go with what you have, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, a lot of times I think that it makes us better uh, because we, we learn to fix things in the mix. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's always uh, something about music that I've always liked, yeah. you know, is a difference between, you know, the musician that can, uh, pick up something and, and is ear trained and yeah. can adapt to the environment versus the one that needs the sheet music and is a slave to it. Yeah. You know, both are great musicians, you know, but, you know, uh, one musician can adapt to other environments yeah. a little better than others. Yeah, you, you got this idea as you're talking, you got the, you have this idea that you've been presenting to me and talking with me about the, this continuum mm-hmm. and how. Um, and, and sometimes I think, you know, maybe though that person who maybe who is methodic or slow or hesitating to decide is look, they look at things like the lack of resources or, you know, just have a lot of questions. Talk to me about how or talk to us about how your idea, the thought of the continuum really helps a person work through making decisions and working through um being able to no longer hesitate but being more secure about making the decision to do something wow uh so i first off i, I would say like the idea of the continuum really goes from you know a place of understanding that a good thing or a good intent really doesn't have an end like so if if my goal you know, in my professional life is service. There's no end to that. Mm -hmm. So, so planning for like the end of, you know, things is, is almost contradictory in my mind, you know, of an approach to, you know, service or, you know, whatever industry you're in, if you're in, if you're in sales, do you plan to stop selling, Mm. (laughs) you know, like, you know, like, so, so everything is a continuum in in my mind. Uh, And I think when you think of things, you know, in that space or with that fact that it really never ends or it really doesn't stop, it's always going to evolve and always kind of organically move in some kind of way. It kind of lets you off the hook in some as on some facets in saying that, you know, I don't have to make the hundred percent right decision. Mm. I have to make the decisions that are scalable. Yeah. I have to make the decisions that actually manage, you know, this thing and lets it grow organically. I think sometimes we almost over plan and we overthink things to the point that we don't even give them the opportunity to grow. And I think that's why you have so many like young people who are so successful. They just go, mm. you know, you just throw it out there, you yeah, know, they throw a, out yeah. an idea out there. <laughs> and sometimes we can be just so, you know, yeah, so methodical to the point that things can't be organic. And so right. I look at uh, things about trying to surround myself with people that, are empowered enough to think, empowered enough to make a mistake, empowered enough to say the wrong thing, to throw things out on the table so that we can all vet it and nobody's just solely so responsible for something that they get they feel like they're on the hook or feel like they got a target on their back whenever they think outside of the box. Mm. And even that's kind of like a term that's like 
let's not even have a box. <laughs> like, you know, like, like let's not even have a box right, to think you, outside. For those methodic people, we need our box. So. <laughs> you know, like, like, why? You know, it's just, yeah. you know, and, and really it's a, like a place of, of comfort. You know, it's, it's something that's been designed for us, you know, and, and I think it turns into what, what happens with classism and a lot of things, you know, we get, we get these boxes that we, we've been, that's been painted for us and we, we operate in this box. And even if we do well inside the box, but we're still inside the box. But that, you know, that's you know? A, man, you say that if we do well inside the box, and I think a lot of people, have made their careers, made their lives, built a whole lot of things about uh, themselves doing well inside the box. But to your point, like when, when you're really trying to, the, the, I guess where we are today, the, the box just isn't working anymore. So help, help a person like me, because I know there's got to be a lot of people like me who are like, you know, the box is king. Help us understand how to get out of that box. What the, you know? What what should we what should we do if we're stuck? How, do you, how help us? Well, I think you know it goes back to purpose. I, I think you know it's hard to find purpose in the box, you know, or in that space that some. Because when I think of when I think about the box, I guess defining the box is important. Is what I what I see, you know, when people talk about the box, or when I when I think about the box, I think about the fact that. The box wasn't created by myself. Somebody else created it for me, wow. you know, and whether it be good intentions or bad intentions or just what anybody knew, I'll, I'll use, for example, you know, a box that was created for me is I just want to see my baby graduate. Mm. Well, wow. well, that's a box, you know, and I succeeded in the box because I graduated. Hmm. But what if the box was created a little differently? And so we all have these boxes, I think, that, but we didn't really create them. Wow. So, like, you know, the thing is, like, how can you be in your purpose in somebody else's box? That's pretty profound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, that, and that's really what I mean by being empowered is like, you know, it's, and it, it's it not even what I think, you know. And that's why I said I hesitate when you ask me, like, what an empowered person looks like. I don't know. It ain't my box. Like, you know, like. So, should, but to your point, should it be a box? Well, and, or should it not be a box? I don't think that, that it should be a box. I, I think it's really about, you know, I, I talked about it yesterday. Uh, when, when I really think about purpose, one of the things I, I think, or one of the ways I, I'm finding that I identify purpose is when I'm in my purpose, when things go wrong, it doesn't hit me as hard. You have just listened to an Empowered People podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Catch our next episode soon.